My parents were born in 1952. Their first child, my sister Janie, was born early in 1958. The story takes place at the very beginning of 1959. Now, my father was away on business and I wouldn't be born until very late in 1960. So, my mother and my infant sister are home at the time and they're both having really bad bouts of the flu. My mom decides to call her mother to come and help her. Now, it's in the middle of the night. My mom, dad, and sister lived in New York City, Manhattan. Grandma lived in Queens and Flushing. So, my mom calls her mom and she asks her to get a cab and come into the city. Grandma says, sure, okay. So, enough time goes by for grandma to arrive. My mom then hears a weird scratching sound on her front door. She's a little spooked and she says, Mom, is that you? If that's you, why don't you ring the doorbell? There was no response other than more scratching. Now my mom is really spooked, but asks once more, Mom, is that you? Whoever it is, if I don't get an answer right now, I'm calling the police. And then just more scratching at the door. So as you can imagine, my mom picks up the telephone and then dials, I guess in the late 1950s, just the operator, since there was no 911 yet. Hello, my name's Miss O'Donnell. Someone's scratching at my front door, and they're not answering when I ask them to identify themselves. The operator then says they'll send a car over. The cops arrive fast. They find outside the door a very old man in his pajamas, barefoot too. He was a neighbor, and he lived on another floor with two of his daughters. He had some kind of senility or Alzheimer's and had gotten out somehow. And his only crime was trying to find his way home. It's honestly kind of sad when you think about it. He was really, really lucky that he had picked my mom's door to try and get into. Any other apartment and no one would have heard him. And he would have gone outside in bare feet. And it was like single digits outside at the time. Midwinter. And like 3 o'clock in the morning. His daughters came down the next day and had thanked my mom for saving him and apologized profusely for their dad disturbing her. I'm a 24-year-old female living with my 23-year-old sister and our German Shepherd. We live in a really crappy trailer park in a rural town in Alabama. Drug addicts are pretty common in our area and it's a pretty well-known fact that my landlord doesn't really mind renting to them which really sucks. I'm not particularly fond of having sketchy ass neighbors like this, but this is the only place we can afford and generally keep to ourselves. The story took place about a week ago. The heat and the humidity had really started ramping up and unsurprisingly, our air conditioner was no longer working. Our landlord wasn't going to fix it, so we had to start raising all the windows and leaving all the doors open. However, if you know anything about the heat and humidity in Alabama, you know this doesn't make a difference at all. At about 6 p.m. the other evening, I get a call from my landlord, letting me know that she's going to bring us a window air conditioner the very next day, but that we're going to have to get someone to install it for us. I say okay, and I thank her. About 10 minutes later, she pulls up to drop off the window unit. As she's unloading it, a scrawny, pale, scraggly-looking older guy with prison tattoos, wearing no shirt and jeans that were way too big, comes across my yard and starts talking to her. I then quickly realize that he's one of my druggy neighbors who lives in the trailer across the road from me. 
she then does something that I wasn't expecting. She asks him to come inside and install the window unit for me, and then she leaves me there all alone with them. While I was really uncomfortable having this sketchy man in my house, I tried to ignore it and just be glad that we're getting air conditioning. My sister and our dog were in her room this entire time, so it was just me and him. I guess I should also add that I'm only five foot three and I'm physically disabled. This is relevant to how I'll react later. He starts unboxing the unit and asks where I want it. I told him in the kitchen window and I then sit down on the couch in the living room, several feet away. He gets to work and he starts making small talk, asking me my name, my age, what my disability was, what I do during the day, if I drink or do drugs, etc. I just answer him back as vaguely as I can. He then goes on to tell me how he really likes to flirt with all of the women that live around us and that I look much younger than my actual age. I'm completely creeped out at this point, but I kind of just chuckle nervously, hoping he'll hurry up and just finish his work. The next thing he said to me sent a chill down my spine and still has me unsettled. He then informs me that he's already met my sister and apparently she told him I'm home alone while she's at work. I froze, not knowing how I should respond. A few minutes later, he then calls me over to show me how to work the unit. I was honestly reluctant to even get near him, so I stayed a few feet back and just nodded as he talked. He suddenly took out his cell phone and starts walking towards me. So, do you want my number? I backed away and just said, Uh, no, that's okay. But then he says back, Oh, come on. What if you need me for something? No, if I need anything, I'll just let the landlord know. And at this moment, I realize he has me backed up against the kitchen counter and he's right in front of me. Well, if you don't want my number, why don't you just give me yours and then we can hang out sometime, he says creepily. I knew that I obviously can't run away from him or beat him in any sort of altercation, so I just said okay, but I figure I'll just give him a fake number and rattle off seven random digits. But then he did something that I hadn't even thought of. He dials the number right in front of me. I held my breath as I listened to it ring, praying no one would pick up. It went to voicemail, and he ended the call, looking me in the eye and saying suspiciously, Hmm, it went straight to voicemail. Oh yeah, sorry, I think my phone's dead, I said. He grins a slimy grin and then says, Well, don't worry. I'll call you later when I get home, and finally backs out of my face and leaves. I'm still really worried that he might try and break in and do something to me while I'm home alone, but I really hope that doesn't happen. I used to live in a condo with my mother for part of the year while in college. The neighbors were really great, and it was an okay neighborhood for the most part. However, Things had changed really fast. This couple had moved into the two-story condo next door. They believed if they fixed it up, they could sell it with a profit. Now, this seems pretty normal, except for the fact that they were two junkies and they only worked on the condo in the middle of the night. Every night, with no concern for anyone, they would work away, making as much noise as possible. We tried to bear through it, though, since it should only take about six months, right? Wrong. It took two years, and they would purposely work right next to my mother's bedroom. A few times, 
they would fuck up our electricity on the hottest days of summer. When my mother complained, they half-assed an apology, and as she walked away, they actually said, should've killed the bitch and her stupid-ass cat. Finally, they tried selling it, but no one would buy it because they absolutely ruined the condo. They eventually just rented it out to some relatives, who, surprise, surprise, were also junkies. Their kids would destroy property of everyone else's, and whenever they were confronted about it, they would pull a gun on them. All of the other neighbors began moving out out of fear. The police wouldn't do anything, and if you called, you can be sure your life was in danger, when it should have been the opposite. My mom only got two to three hours of sleep for a year. She once called the police, and the male neighbor came over and actually slashed her tire, and just enough so it would bubble and pop on the road. The scary part isn't really for my mother's safety, but they didn't even care that she babysit two infants and drove them often in that car. They were willing to kill her and two babies. The last straw was when they pointed a shotgun at the window I was looking out of on the 4th of July. My sister ended up buying a new house, and we all left and just went to live with her. I recently really got into listening to scary stories, which gave me the desire to share my own. About five years ago, I was a freshman in high school. It was late May, and I was up really late studying for a Spanish final. At about 12.30, all of our dogs started barking like crazy. It was slightly off-putting, as my family lives in a very nice Southern California neighborhood with meager crime rates. But I just shrugged it off thinking that they just saw a raccoon or maybe a skunk outside. The dogs continued barking for the next five or so minutes. I went out there and I tried to calm them down, but nothing seemed to do the trick. Eventually, my dad, who was very groggy, walked downstairs. As he reached downstairs, we heard a loud thud coming from outside. I jumped, but I tried to reassure myself that it was only an animal. At this point, the dogs were now growling at the window. My dad didn't want the dogs barking to wake up my mom and brothers, so he decided to go outside with a flashlight and broom to scare off the animal. I anxiously watched from the window as he then went outside to check what was causing this commotion. As he had pointed his flashlight towards our trash cans, he screamed in a way that I'd never heard him scream before. Within seconds, my mom was downstairs with me. She ushered me away from the window and back into my room, where I then continued to watch from my bedroom window. What I then saw was a middle-aged woman with blood all over her. She was carrying a duffel bag that she claimed to contain her clothes from the house. She was talking to my dad through tears, but I couldn't make out what she was saying. After the fact, I found out that she was begging my dad for refuge in her house because her husband was drunkenly abusing her. She claimed that she lived next door to us and then ran to our house after the abuse began. Although we had never met that set of neighbors, We had just moved to the house about a month prior, and we just figured we hadn't met them yet. My dad then told her he would talk to my mom to see how she felt about letting a stranger into our house. However, when we walked inside, she pushed past the door. At this point, I could no longer see what was happening, but I could hear her. The woman had a really strong Eastern European accent, and when my mom offered to call the police, she said she already had. I waited in my room, really scared, unsure if the abusive husband would come to our house. I waited a long time to hear police sirens, 
but they didn't come. My dad then offered to call the police again, but she continually refused. I listened to my mom, saying she wanted to check on me and see if all the commotion woke me up. When she got into my room, she shut and locked the door and told me she had a bad feeling. She then called the police, and when asked, they said they hadn't gotten a call about domestic violence in the area. My mom told me to hide in the closet, which seemed really strange to me, but I listened to her. I could only hear muffled voices from this point on, but here's what happened from my mom's perspective. After leaving my room, she said the lady didn't seem worried anymore. The woman with the bag went to wash herself off in the bathroom. My parents were in the living room, and my mom was in the middle of telling my dad that she had a horrible feeling about this, and that they needed to get her out, when they suddenly heard a thud in the bathroom. My parents went to look. They then started walking towards the bathroom, which neither of them could see, as it wasn't connected to the living room, and they were shocked by what they found. The lady had snuck into our family room, and was putting expensive gaming consoles, as well as other belongings in her duffel bag. After a few seconds, she fished around in her bag and pulled out a really huge kitchen knife. The lady then demanded that they take her to my mom's jewelry. It's really important to understand the layout of this area of my house for this part. My parents were standing in the kitchen and she was in the family room. The kitchen is connected to our living room by a swinging door that can be locked from the outside. My parents ran towards the kitchen door and the lady dashed after them. She sliced the back of my dad's arm but my parents were able to lock her in that side of the house. Being stuck in the kitchen and family room, my mom heard her open the back door and didn't hear anything else until the cops finally showed up minutes later. After explaining the situation, they searched for the woman and they found her hiding under a car just a block away from our house. The lady was arrested and they discovered she was high on some form of cocaine and some kind of steroids that had made her violent. This is what freaks me out the most, even though the cops would have arrived at our house mere minutes later. If my parents weren't able to lock her up in the kitchen, there's no telling what she could have done. Miraculously, my brother slept through the whole ordeal, even the sirens. My dad was left with stitches and a really big scar on his arm, and I had to see a therapist, as every time my dogs would bark at night, I'd freak out. I'm all better now, but I'm really glad the situation was resolved without anyone getting seriously injured. Well, besides my dad, of course. This was told to me by an old friend and co-worker whose neighbor has made his life what can only be equated to a real nightmare. I didn't really believe what he said at first. As it turns out, this neighbor is known to others in the area for really being off the deep end, and I've had several people tell me that personally since this happened. Even my own boss mentioned it, and she's practically a second mother to me, and she has nothing to gain from lying about it. Now, I can't give you the exact location, but I can tell you that this takes place in mid-Michigan. This all started around seven years ago, and it's gotten progressively worse, especially in the past few months. My neighbor has always been a bit odd, but it seems that he really went off the deep end when he found his wife with another man. He sort of snapped. It all began with us finding our dogs dead, having been shot by someone. It wasn't that tough of a guess though as to who did it. 
because houses out here are few and far between. This happened a few times, but being that we lived where we did and the way things were around here, no one called the cops. This was due in part by the guy being unstable, there being no hard evidence to link him to it. Not to mention, if the police didn't find anything, he would know who called them. So, let's skip forward to a few months ago, when yet another dog had gone missing. I ended up walking out to the woods around our house, and alone at that, being that my friend didn't want to go with me. I had been out for a bit, when I heard it off in the distance. After looking a little bit, I saw him. After what he's done in the past, I decided I need to at least get some form of evidence. So I pulled out my phone to start recording. I tried to get a little closer, then hide behind a tree, so that only the phone was out to record. He was out under a group of pine trees, digging a hole. A big one. I shouted out loud, just to see what he would do. Yeah, not the greatest idea. Now, a normal person would look around, right? You know, look at the surroundings to figure out where the noise came from. Not this guy. The fucker jumps out of the hole, grabs a fucking gun, and starts waving it around. I took this as my cue, and while he was looking the other way, I got the fuck out of there. After that, I couldn't stop thinking what he could be digging for back there. No matter what I came up with, I just can't seem to come up with a logical reason as to why he was doing that. Though to be fair, since when is anything he's doing logical? A few nights later, my dog had gotten out again. We have them on an invisible fence, but one of the callers was acting up. Anyway, this happened at 3am. Of course, the dog wasn't in our yard, but at least I had a friend at the time to search with me. So out we went. We were walking through the woods, and I realized that the neighbor's garage door was wide open, and the lights were on. Curious, we quietly made our way over, with me taking my phone out, after what I had saw last time. As we approached the garage, I had handed the phone off to my friend. I then went around the back to look for my dog, while my friend stayed up front. But I had then noticed him standing at his workbench at the back of the garage. It was one of those things where you kind of just look on in disbelief, or have to do a double take to actually realize what you're seeing. It's three in the morning, and this guy is standing in his garage sharpening what looks like spears. I'm not even kidding. Fucking spears. After a bit, he then stopped and headed into the house, then opening the door that leads out next to the garage. My friend moved to the side of the garage and watched. The light on the side of the house was on, and he was sitting nearby. The guy comes out, and he picks up an extremely heavy black bag and puts it in his wheelbarrow. Now to put this into perspective, he's a big dude, and according to his own brother, he's able to bench around 500 pounds, so whatever's in this bag isn't normal trash. He stands there for a moment, grabs a shovel, and puts it in with the bag, and then starts off into the darkness towards the woods, in the same direction of the location that I saw him digging in before. After all this, I decided to head back over a couple nights later, this time making it to his garage, just in time to find him dragging another bag out. This time though, things got even weirder. He drags it out, and then he drops down and starts punching it, then proceeds to grab a golf club, and starts whacking it even harder. He does this a few times, then throws the club behind him, and then puts it in his wheelbarrow, 
He then picks up his shovel, giving it one last good hit, then starts off in the woods again. This now brings us up to a couple of weeks ago. My dog had gone missing for a few days, and fearing the worst, I decided to make a bold move, or a stupid one, whatever you want to call it. After seeing that he left to go hunting, I made my way to his house, and I went inside. What I thought I would find, I'm not really sure of, but I thought it ought to be worth it to take a look, seeing as I couldn't find my dog anywhere else around, and he's obviously been up to something. I made my way in, and I had started looking around, making my way from the basement up, but it was when I was on the second floor that my worst fears then came true. I then heard a sound that almost made my heart nearly jump out of my chest. The door downstairs then opened. He was back. In a panic, I ducked into the closet of the first room I came across, which was of course his bedroom. I closed the door and then crouched down, waiting for him to leave again. But instead, he made his way upstairs into the room, then sat down, his outfit and mask still on, leaning his gun against his desk. I sat there, not sure of what he would do, how long I would be here, if he would find me, or what he would do to me if he did. I waited for what felt like forever, but ended up actually being a couple of minutes in reality, until there was then a sound from downstairs. I couldn't believe my fucking luck. He jumped up and grabbed his rifle, and then ran downstairs. I took this opportunity to run down, following the stairs all the way to the basement, and then out while it was occupied. I don't think I'd ever ran that fast before in my life. I left the back door and then sprinted off into the woods and then finally made my way back to my house. So the good news is I'm alive and the noise I heard when he grabbed his gun and ran downstairs for? It was the fucking cops waiting with a warrant for his arrest. I'm still trying to figure out what the psycho did but I haven't gotten an answer from his brother or even the cops. I left a tip hinting to the woods But as far as I know, no one has even stepped foot out there. At least, not yet. Currently, he's still sitting in jail, and I hope it stays that way for a while. So I have an update. Me and my friend had gone into the woods when we knew he wasn't home to try and see if we could find out what he was digging. We ended up finding where a ring of those spears were stuck in the ground with really large holes in front of them, some of which had been filled in. Of course, they were the traditional size for a grave, including being about six foot deep. I don't know what this fucker was doing, but I'm going to keep an eye out. Update 2. While the crazy neighbor was in jail, I ended up doing some work over the summer for his brother, who was slightly less crazy, but still a little off. He wanted me to dig a hole for him in the corner of the basement, supposedly for drainage. Though, oddly enough... He asked me to make it big enough for someone to be able to get down there. The one thing I noticed while down there was the smell. It was that of something rotting. Rotting meat in particular. It was that same kind of smell that you get from a bloated deer on the side of the road on a hot sunny day. Well, why would I do this for him? Well, the simple answer is that I've dealt with sketchy people before. And he didn't seem nowhere near as bad as his brother. And well, I really needed the money. Either way, I got the job done and got the fuck out of there. Okay, so here's the final update to the story. He's out of jail and now he's back home. All of this information was collected back in 2015 to 2016 and it's been a long time since this all went down. 
Maybe there was something sinister. Maybe he's just another tweaker, which is quite common out here. It's been a couple of years since I've talked to the person the story came from, but I could possibly reach out for further insanity. If I get any new info, I'll definitely send it in. As always, everyone, be safe out there.